Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they have built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. I'm Emily Glassiter, and on this show, we're interviewing Mimi Striplin, founder of The Tiny Tassel. On this episode, Mimi talks about how she turned her creative outlet into a flourishing business, and she discusses the way her family supported her as she turned her dreams into a reality. Everybody, um, we are so excited to have Mimi Striplin, Striplin from the Tiny Tassel. Y'all, every single time I've introduced somebody, I get tangled up in my words. But <laughs> we are so excited to have you today. Um, we have said this at the beginning of all these interviews, but it's been so fun to see um, who everybody recommends in a city um, to interview. And Mimi, you came so highly recommended. And you know what's the most fun thing about you was everybody just said, she's so nice. (laughs) I had this conversation with my daughters who are teenagers the other day, and we were talking about like, you know, different people being picked for different things, you know, in high school and things like that. And they both kind of like had this aha moment where attitude is everything. You know, oftentimes people get something, even if they might not be the most talented, mm-hmm. because their attitude was great. And I was like, hey, light bulb moment. That's so true. But um, anyway, we're so excited to have you today and hear more about the Tiny Tassel and how you got started and um, some of your advice for our listeners. So we maybe just start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself and um how you started your business. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Mimi. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm here in Charleston, South Carolina. So I started the Tiny Tassel back in 2015. I was a year out of college and working a job that I did not love. And I wanted to create a life for myself. I think society tells us that you have to go to college, get a job, stay in that career forever retire, but I think there's so much more to life. And um, I'm so grateful that I was able to start my business and have a creative outlet and meet so many other makers and artists here in Charleston. The city is full of them. So it's really cool to be a part of this community here. And I started with our signature tassel earrings. I still wear these all the time. I love our super plain, simple tassels, but I wanted to create a line of jewelry and clothing and accessories that is fun and that is comfortable and inclusive price-wise, size-wise, all these facets just to make women feel welcome and to just feel joy. So I'm so happy that I've been able to do that. And we just opened our flagship store almost a month ago here in downtown Charleston. So this has been an exciting few weeks for us. So you open your store sort of like, I guess plans were in place and then the pandemic hit. So tell us sort of how that all worked. Yeah, so I actually um, decided during the pandemic to open a new retail store. This was not planned at all before. Um, I used to co-own a gift shop here in town and I opened it about four years ago and was there as a business partner for three years. I left that business last year because I was just, it was time for me to move forward and to get back to my brand and growing it. And we were just, we were faced with so much growth last year at the Tiny Tassel that it was a no brainer. Um, It was like trying to hold on to something, knowing that you need to let it go. And of course that takes us all time and we all get to that point in our own time. But um, after that, I just had a few months off from being in a physical retail store and it worked out great because that was when 
COVID was kind of at its worst here in town. So it was nice to have a little break, but during that time, we were so busy here with our online store that I say it's a break and I'm like, that just meant working from home instead of working from a store. But we've had so much growth in the last year. I'm so grateful for it. And it's been so amazing to grow our team from just myself to now we have, I think five really amazing women that help me run the tiny tassel every day. And um, during that time, the space that we're in today, it became available. I didn't think it was still going to be open, but I came and saw it and I immediately thought like, this is it. And <laughs> I called my sister, she's my accountant. And I was like, I think I'm going to open a store. And she was just like, do it. She's so awesome and so supportive. And um, she helps us stay on track with all of our finances. And I'm so happy to have her be in charge of all of that because that's the side of it that I don't personally love, but she forces me to learn about it and be kind of in the know and educated about all that's happening with our finances. Yeah, well, and we've seen that. I mean, you know, we all have found our strengths and our weaknesses like in running a business and to have mm -hmm. a team that you love and support that and that supports you, but then also is committed to like helping educate you on the things like you need to know. We yeah. recently um, hosted a bookkeeping course that just went through like, okay, even if you're not doing the bookkeeping yourself, which many, many entrepreneurs do not do, like mm -hmm. here are the different reports and these are, this is how to read them. And like why it's important to incorporate that into growing your business. So that's a great, and to have your sister do it is even better. Cause it's fun yeah. to have family. You know, they're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. That's what you really need. <laughs> Definitely. She chimes in every now and then and she's like, Hey, so you're spending a little too much on like sugar bake shop and shoes. So, <laughs> but she's really great at helping me just be in the know because my thing with growing this business and any business in the future, I never want to be clueless about some part because you hear sometimes in business, people will tell you just hire out for things that you don't know. And I truly believe in that, but I think in that process, you still need to hundred percent know how to do that part of the business, because what if that person disappears or you can't afford to pay that person anymore, then your business still has to run somehow. That's a really good word. And that's something that we've seen in our, specifically in our private practice is, you know, there are things that, that just happened along the way. And if, if you don't know how to do those things, even at like a base level, if that essential person leaves, then all of a sudden you have a business interruption that is, it can be really scary um, and powerful. So you want to make sure as the, at the end of the day, if you're the business owner, it falls on you, right? Like you are responsible. So that is a good and encouraging word, even if it seems a little scary. If you're thinking about starting a business out there or you're in the early stages. Yeah, find a, a, a team member that's going to not only do it for you and do it well, but also educate you. And also it's empowering for you. I mean, I know like as you've grown, you've had to like step up to the plate with some negotiation and you have to to know your stuff when you're yeah. in front of those people that are negotiating whatever your next business step is, you, you need to know the numbers and understand it. Yeah, there was a big wake up call for me last summer when I was actually in the process of renting this space. Um, the rental of our old retail space was so easy. It was just 
a landlord that had been in Charleston forever and ever. And he just said, okay, like, here's your papers to sign. And that was it. And um, it was really great. But in this space, it was like, okay, we need your business plan. We need your five-year plan. We need X, Y, and Z. And I went to my sister and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I feel clueless about that. How can I present that to someone if I don't even know it myself? So we took a step back and she basically like gave me classes on what our business was doing because I knew our business from like three months before that. But within that three months, we'd grown like a thousand percent in revenue. Wow. And which was amazing, but also nuts in a time. And um, I was so busy working in the business, like literally making orders up until 2 a.m. every night and packing orders and getting all of our friends that we had to come and help that I was like, I don't have time to like even think about that because I knew someone was in charge of it and responsible for it. But in that time, I was like, wait, like this isn't right. I don't even know what we're doing financially. Like I know we're doing great and we're fine, but it definitely was a big wake up call that I needed to like take a step back and figure out what was going on in my company. Yeah. So growing at a thousand percent, how did you even have the inventory? I mean, what did you do? Cause all of a sudden I know that's probably, you're like, oh gosh, you are not in retail. You have no clue what you're talking about. And, and you're right. I really don't, but I'd love to learn. No. Oh my gosh. No, we did not have the inventory. Um, <laughs> It happened literally overnight, like while I was sleeping, um, a local blogger, it was in June during the height of just the Black Lives Matter movement and everyone was being so supportive of just cheering on and supporting black owned businesses and small businesses too, because COVID had shut everything down. And um, we were starting to get a lot of press and a lot of bloggers sharing and influencers. And I remember going to sleep, it was May 31st or May 30th, whatever day May ends on. And I remember it was such a clean thing because we were able to look back at that month and see it so clearly. But I woke up June 1st and I thought that there was a glitch with our POS system on my phone that we were using on the app because there were so many orders. And my first thought was, oh my gosh, I have to make all of this. And it's like, duh, like I'm <laughs> yeah. making everything for five, four, yeah, almost five years at the time. But my first thought was, oh my gosh, how in the world am I going to make all of this? But thankfully in the last few months before that, we'd started to expand the business. And at first I kind of felt like a sellout because I was always handmade. Everything was made here in Charleston. And a few months before we started to branch out and offer our curated collection, which were pieces that I was wholesaling from other makers and, um, starting to design with my sister and have made by a company. And at first I was like, this is not what I want to do with my business. But realistically, I knew we needed to scale in some way because I couldn't be here making 24 seven. And I hadn't been able to find a jewelry maker that I felt like I could trust and have on the team and really give them that responsibility to help me. And that was just a control issue that I needed to let go of back then. But um, it was really amazing to have our tassels, our clothing that my mom makes, and this new curated collection of different pieces that we did not have to physically make. And that helped us get through the summer because we were so busy and it stayed constant. We thought it was like, okay, just this one day is going to be a crazy fluke. 
and then we'll be able to catch up and move forward with the business. But it was like the next day, the next day, the next day. And wow. it was really cool that a lot of our friends here in town who also own businesses and that I've met through Instagram, their businesses were booming too. But it's also a weird thing to see during such a crazy year last year for someone to ask you how your year is. And you're like, it's great. It's amazing during yeah. such a hard year for a lot of people. So um, that took a lot of just trying to like process mentally and figure out how to go about all of that. Wow. Yeah. We were just talking about that earlier this morning. So it's, it's hard for us to stop and just like acknowledge the success that we've had and how your hard work has paid off. And then, you know, just like sit in it for a minute and just be thankful for it, but then also to be able to share it and not yeah. feel somehow self-conscious about your success, but like being able to share it like with our members today and people and women hearing you say, you know, like I've worked hard, I've been diligent with my business and yes, there was a moment, a turning point, but you know, now I'm, I'm growing and it's, yeah. and it's fun, but it's also challenging. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the other challenges that came with growing so quickly? Gosh, it was really, it made me realize I did not have my systems in place. I was so used to running the business just as myself and being able to think like, okay, I know how to do this one part of the business. So that's fine. But having to grow our team and teach all of these things while we were also so busy, we were literally learning as we went and to also have customers like emailing and messaging and wanting to buy and wondering where their orders were and all these crazy things. And then also with COVID, um, a lot of our supplies, our porcelain beads that we use for our signature tassel bracelets and necklaces, they are painted in China and all of our shipments were being delayed at that time. So it was really at the mercy of like DHL and the post yes. for a long time. But all of that, I look back at it now. And of course, those days seemed so long and like, how are we going to get through it? But now I look back and it's like a blink of an eye, everything passed by and we made it through just by continuing to work and not just giving up or freezing in that moment. There was definitely a time in that first week of just the surplus of orders where I felt frozen for the first time in my life, where I was just so overwhelmed with it that I didn't know what to do. But um, I think back to that time and I'm so grateful that I had people in my life being physically and literally telling me, I remember one of my friends, she owns a shop in Atlanta, Mandy. She texted me and she was like, hi, do X, Y, and Z. And it was the most simplest things like oh. send an email to your newsletter subscribers and tell them what is happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even think straight to like, think of those simple things to do the next steps of it. That is, that's so interesting because we all, it, it is so important to build a community of women who are around you, who are going through something. Maybe they're not going through the exact same thing, but you know, they're going to help you. Like we're getting texts all morning because our, you know, Emily and I were over 40 and our tech skills are not that great. And so anyway, but they're like, do this, try this, da, da, da. And it's like yeah. so encouraging because we need that, you know, and we need that from each other. We need to have these places that we can go that, you know, that our friends are going to have our back and like be pushing us forward, even when we're a little bit stuck. So that is, I mean, I could see that. I can't imagine if like, you know, a thousand people wanted to join the Wealth Edit today. <laughs> nobody, not everyone join at once, okay? Like, I yeah. mean, it's just really, it's so like, cause you want to do a good job. And and when you're 
a business owner, I don't know if you feel like this, but it feels like this is what I'm hearing from you is that like, you're really at your core an artist. And like, mm -hmm. that is really what you're putting out into this world. And so all of a sudden to sh have to share your art in such a um, speedy way has to really feel kind of awkward. Yeah. And I'm thankful. I feel like my brain is more business than art because I was never an artist growing up or never super creative. I never knew that I'd be making jewelry and have this company today. I always thought I'll have some sort of boutique, but I thought it would be later on in life. And I'm so glad that I'm able to kind of detach a little bit from the artist creative side of it and like hone into the business side when I need to, because I see that a lot with a lot of makers and a lot of my friends where they really struggle at times because the business side really just eats away at them. And I think that we all have to find a balance or some kind of um, just rhythm that works for us to be able to work through that and figure out how to do it best for our own company and ourselves. So tell me what it's like to build a team very quickly. Cause I mean, I imagine you needed help very quickly. <laughs> It's kind of nuts. Um, it's very nuts to grow a team that quickly. Thankfully, one of my friends in town, she just closed her retail shop and she literally came to my apartment and said, I'm working and like, you can't tell me no, because <laughs> she knew I was still at a point of I wasn't ready to let go of all of the control, but she saw that I definitely needed that. So from there, um, I had lots of friends coming over and mind you, this was still during the pandemic and um, having to be super careful. And we were running everything out of my apartment and a very small space. So it was really hard to just put on Instagram, hey, we're hiring because we had to go through these extra steps of like, okay, we're hiring, but is this person being safe? Are they wearing a mask? Are they doing X, Y, and Z? Because we can't afford to bring someone onto our team and into my home that could potentially get us all sick or whatever. Yeah. So there were so many layers to hiring that just extra added stressors than the usual hiring for a small business. Yeah, well, I can't imagine. Well, another thing um, that I'm hearing you say is, you know, like being an artist at, at kind of at your core business. And I mean, you're, you're young and you stepped out and, you know, started a business where oftentimes especially those of us who, who don't feel like we've got like this huge, you know, encyclopedia of business behind us already, you know, like business degrees and all that. I mean, you just stepped out and said, okay, I'm going to start this business. Like who, who were your encouragers? Like, where did you get the courage to, to make that leap early on? Yeah, I think just watching both my parents, they've always been entrepreneurs, watching them be able to do it. Uh, my entire life and have their own business and create a life for themselves was really encouraging. But also just during the time of starting my business and growing it, my sister, who's my accountant, she was always and still is today um, so supportive and so realistic. Also, I'll never tell a maker to leave their full time job just for kicks and giggles to be able to do it full time. Um, I'm always gonna say, hey, make a plan. I gave a six month notice to my last full-time job before I left because I wanted to make sure that I could afford to live and afford to run the business without just being homeless after a couple months and not having enough savings. And back then, thinking back to that, I think I was 23 years old and my savings was like $500. And I was like, okay, I think I can make. Yeah. I think I can do it. I think I can make it work. And of course, thinking back to that now, it's 
kind of crazy to think that it started from there and is now at this point. But um, it's just such a cool thing to know that wherever we are in life, whatever degree you have or without a degree, if you really just work hard and um, figure out what your niche is and how you can build your business, it can happen. Yeah. And that was, I mean, where did you learn, do you think, and it sounds like your parents were both successful entrepreneurs, but I mean, to have that as a 23 year old, to have that, oh gosh, before I do, before I step out on my own, I have to take some appropriate steps in planning to make sure that I have the money that I need to eat or to pay the rent or whatever you need it. What do you think that is? Like, what, what do you think made you do that? Because that's not instinctual for everybody. No, I think it was the true reality of if I don't do it, no one else is going to pay my bills and no one else is going to buy my groceries. And I, nothing against anyone who has financial help, because I think that's a great way to go about a business. If you do have it, it's awesome. But just the reality of no one else is going to do this for me. My parents, they couldn't afford to pay my bills if I couldn't make my rent. Um, And also just had a roommate at the time that it wasn't just myself being at risk if I couldn't pay my rent. It was that other person too. And um, my sister, for sure, she was like really the brains behind that part of it where she was just like, okay, here's your plan. If you stick to this, like cut down on eating out and buying cute things, then you can really do this if you want to focus and actually make it happen. So I'm glad that I had her to help me through that process. Yeah, and Mimi, that's such a good word because I think just we would, oftentimes we don't realize the power of an encouraging word mm-hmm. to say like, you can do this. It sounds like your sister did, but then also like incorporating some really so- sound, solid advice to go with that. But just mm-hmm. as women, how, what a difference we can make in each other's lives by encouraging and empowering people to take the next steps. Yeah, I love hearing that. And I think it's so important. I have so many women that reach out and that I've become friends with because they also own a small business and they ask, how do I, how do I get to this point of leaving my full-time job of doing this? And I always want to encourage, but I always want to be responsible about it. Like I said, cause I'm never going to tell anyone to just, Hey, wake up tomorrow. If you feel it in your gut, quit your job. Like, yeah. no, don't do that. Don't do that. We agree with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Realistic. Yeah. Exactly. And I think our society has so much. um, This term has been going around for the last year, just toxic positivity, where it's like, yes, yes, yes. But you have to step back and think, okay, we have to be realistic. We can be very positive and encouraging about it, but let's be realistic because we also don't know anyone else's financial situation to or business situation and whatever that we have to be encouraging in a way that is helpful. And I think for me, it's also really been helpful when people ask me questions of like, okay, well, what about this part of your business? Or what about this part of your finances? And it just made me dig a little deeper and think a little more before making impulse decisions for business. That's a good word. Well, what's next for the tiny tassel? I mean, what happens from here? Yeah, we are in our storefront. Um, When it gets a little safer, we'll start hosting our tassel workshops again. That's one of my favorite things. We're continuing to grow our online shop. Um, We ship worldwide now, and it's been really amazing to connect with so many other makers and 
um, customers all around the world through Instagram. And we're launching today for bloggers and influencers. We're finally on reward style, like to know it, which oh, awesome. is a huge investment of time and financially that I'm so excited that we get to be on that platform and be able to kind of add that stream of hopefully revenue to our company um, and also have it serve as sort of a PR marketing facet as well. So we're just taking it day by day and growing and continuing to grow our team, but we're so excited to be here in our flagship in Charleston. That's awesome. Well, we like to end um, most of our, all of our interviews with the question of why did you say yes to the wealth edit? Oh, honestly, 100% honesty. <laughs> I'm so thankful that we have Kara on our team that does our PR for us and manages it. I did not know I was doing this until probably Saturday night, but yeah. then I get it and I was I like, it. it's right. Yeah. <laughs> But I read about you guys. I went on and looked at Instagram and the website, and I think it's awesome what y'all are doing. And it wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now with y'all if I didn't find value in it and think that it was great that y'all were launching here in Charleston. Well, thank you so much. We have enjoyed meeting you, and you're just as nice as everyone said you were. So we're so excited to like to know you, and we can't wait to see you later. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.